On today's show, we talk to Cindy about her low crowd sister trip to Disney World. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 186. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today, I'm chatting with Cindy, another twin sister. I am really on a roll with twins lately. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Cindy went on a sister-only trip to Disney World. They are Disney pros. Uh, They've been many times, typically with family. This time it was just the two of them, just the sisters. So we talk about, you know, traveling with just another adult kind of being in the same mindset. We talk about low crowds Um, because they're not traveling with kids. They're not stuck, you know, with school scheduling and things like that. They're able to go in early mid-September when crowds are low. And so we really, really see that. Um, We talk about using Genie Plus in that instance. You you get a lot of immediate return time. So what do you do? How do you stack? Things like that. Um, She's got some tips for hard-to-get restaurant reservations. She had a few of those as well. So a ton of great information on this episode. Cindy is a lot of fun. So I'm just going to let her jump right into it. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. Let's talk Disney. Tell us a little bit about your recent trip to Disney World. Sure. So it was myself and my sister, Sherry, my twin sister. Twins again. I'm on a twin streak on the show (laughs) with twins. (laughs) Yeah, we um, live near each other, have traveled to Disney several times in the past together, and just wanted to do a sister's trip, adult only. Okay, so you guys normally go together. Do you go with other family or is it just sisters typically when you go? Typically, it's with our our children. We have adult children, um, but in the past, we've taken them when they were younger, maybe every two or three years. Um, but as you might know, um, when you go with family, you your priorities kind of have to be sacrificed sometimes. And so we really wanted a trip where it was we could prioritize our activities kind of first and really do what we wanted to do. <laughs> I 100% get that. When you go with kids, especially, and you said you have adult children, but you know, especially with younger kids, your priorities are way different. But even going with other adults, you know, the more people you have, the more people you have to consider their needs. So just the two of you makes it much right. easier. Are you guys all right? So are you like twin mindset as well? We're very similar in what we want to do when we go to the parks. Um, so going with her was almost like going by myself in some ways <laughs> because it was like there was no negotiation. You know, it's uh, we're very aligned in our interests. She's she's a great travel partner. Easy breezy <laughs> with your sister. Yes. All right. So what were the dates of your trip and where are you guys coming from? We live in a suburb of Washington, DC. And so we flew out of Dulles. It's about a two hour, less than two hour flight. And we were there, we left on the 7th of September, and we came back on the 12th. Let's talk a little bit about your travel day. It's such a short flight for you guys. Are you planning on flying in early and just, you know, jumpstarting your day? Or do you have like a set travel day? This is a travel day, but also a park day. So we got an early flight, landed in Orlando around 1030 in the morning. And then the plan was to get on our mirrors transportation, get to our hotel, which was the Dolphin, 
and then get quickly to Epcot since it's so close to our hotel. I thought that'd be a good park to start at, you know, not wasting a lot of time with transportation. Okay. What made you pick uh, Dolphin as the resort that you guys were staying at? And do you normally do Disney properties when you stay? Yes. I, I've never stayed at a non-Disney resort. The Dolphin was the first. I mean, it's technically there, but it's not, as you know, owned by Disney. Um, in the past, I had done Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom, Caribbean Beach, French Quarter, uh, really loved all those resorts and the Disney theming and feeling like you're in the bubble. But the Dolphin appealed to us because of the price point <laughs> and the location to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yet the price difference is huge, you know, compared to huge. the to the resorts in in that area, in that Epcot area. If you're looking at Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, those are going to be two to three times as much. They really were. And I think the dolphin might get a bad rap sometimes because it is just, it's just a typical Marriott. There is zero theming, but we found it to be very comfortable, um, good options in terms of coffee in the morning, um, clean room, comfortable beds, great location. So it really worked for us. Yeah. Anytime I can walk anywhere, I'm like sold, (laughs) I'm in. And at that price point, yeah, that's a real winner. What time did you end up getting to your hotel then with Mir? Did Mir's take a lot of time or were you able to get there fairly quickly? Mir's wasn't bad. We got in line. We were queued into the Epcot area resorts line. There weren't that many people in that queue. They had just been boarding a bus for Skyliner Resorts and they smashed us all in that <laughs> into that bus. So the bus first got to all the Skyliner resorts and then it dumped off the dolphin people. So it did take I clocked it, it was an hour. I don't think that's too bad. You know, that's no. and considering the again the price point, like if we're looking at the price versus I had got like a Uber. really good deal in the spring. It's twelve dollars a person. Oh nice. All right. Yep. So you've made it to the dolphin. Yes. And you said you're heading to Epcot immediately. So you drop your bags and you're going straight to the parks? Yes. And I had purchased Genie Plus for this day. I just bought the Epcot um, Genie Plus. I didn't do like a multi-park thing, even though we have park hopper tickets. We were not going to park hop this day. It's only $15, which, and I know people debate whether you need Genie Plus in Epcot, but because we were missing rope drop. I really wanted to have cushion and I felt like there are four rides at Epcot that you really can benefit from using Genie Plus. So I thought if I can get lightning lanes for those, we're not going to be standing around a lot. We're not going to lose time. We're going to have more time for food and wine. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That is one strategy. If you're certain that you can get on your flight and get there and get to the parks at a certain time. If you're able to stack lightning lanes as you're traveling, that can be a good strategy. Yep. Yep. So it's um, 7 a.m. I'm sitting in the terminal and I booked a lightning lane for Remy. Um, I got one that was too early for us. We'd still be on the plane. (laughs) So I just (laughs) modified for about 10 minutes and got it to about one o'clock, which is when we were predicting to be in the park. And that worked out, you know, perfectly. Is that about when you got to the park? We got in right at one. Okay. So you're just like heading straight to right and you're right there too, because you're going in through International Gateway. Yep. So you're right there. All right. So like walk us through your afternoon then. 
yeah, as we're walking in, that's when the um, virtual queue opens for for guardians. So I'm like grabbing that too. So then we, we you know, we were able to get that. Oh, good. what amazing timing that you were there really did for the out. one o'clock drop. Okay. So you got the virtual queue. You're holding on to your Remy lightning lane. Yep. So you're ready to go. We're ready to go. We stopped at one food and wine booth um, on our way. We got the cheese beignets at France. Um, and that was, that was fun. Um, and then Road Remy was a 35-minute standby, but we just walked right in. So that was great. How did crowds seem initially to you at Epcot? They, it was busy. It, on the um, undercover tourist crowd calendar, it was like a 7, I think, 7 out of 10. I know you have mixed feelings about crowd I calendars. Do, I do but... personally, yeah, but but I, I don't object to other people using no. them. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I like this one because I, they say it's based on ticket sales. So I think maybe it's more informed than others. I think they have an upper hand other than just looking at past years and trends because these days that means nothing. Post-COVID, right. it's really, really hard. Because they have access to ticket sales, I think that definitely gives them an upper hand. Did you feel that seven out of ten was was accurate? It felt it felt accurate. It was busy, but we had these lightning lanes, so that was helpful. Were you able to stack anything else that morning other than than Remy? Um, I just got. Let's see. Uh, I got Remy. I think that's all I got, and then we got the one o'clock Guardians. And then actually, no, I got frozen too. I got frozen. Okay. So you got a couple of the tough ones there yep. to start off with. All right. So after Remy, just kind of walk us through your afternoon. Yeah. We, um, I really wanted to get the, that fancy ice cream sandwich in France, <laughs> that croque glace. I'm probably saying that I, wrong. You know, I would say it wrong if I attempted. <laughs> so we'll go with that. I, I wanted to, tr that's an example of the kind of thing I've, I wanted to do on prior trips, but just didn't make time for, you know, but we made time for it. So that was fun. Um, we stopped in Japan and got Violet Saki, which is my sister's favorite drink. Um, and her name's Sherry. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but um, so we got her favorite drink. We went to Frozen and it had a 75 minute standby and we just walked right to the sorting area with our lightning lane. Um, so that was Beautiful. That's one of my favorite rides beautiful. at Epcot. It's we we did it more than once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we wanted to go to Club Cool. Um, I we had never been there in prior trips, and my sister had not either. Um, and I did something kind of underhanded at Club Cool. Oh. <laughs> I told her how delicious Beverly was, and she had to try it. <laughs> And, you know, it's the first one on the on the list, right? And I'm like, you got to try this. So she, she takes a sip and she, the first thing she says is, why did you do that to me? You are evil. Evil. Yeah, I, was, it was, I wish I got it on camera, actually, because it was played out perfectly. That's so funny. I'm shocked as like Disney people that she wasn't aware of the, of the horrors of Beverly. You know, I'll admit that of the two of us, I'm like a, maybe a nine out of 10 on the Disney fanatic scale. And she's maybe more of a seven out of 10. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> All right. So is it safe to say that you were like the planner of this yeah. trip? Okay. Yeah, I definitely was the planner. 
Um, I certainly asked her for input. I shared the spreadsheets and all that with her. Okay. So even with just the two of you, you're still doing spreadsheets. You're still doing the whole thing. Yeah, it is. It is true. I'm still doing spreadsheets. <laughs> I understand. Oh, anything else that afternoon? How did your evening look? Yeah, we went um, by um, Connections Cafe just to check that out. That was a great place to refill water bottles and ice. So we were needing that at that point. Um, our guardians group was called. So we went to do that after we um, first rode Spaceship Earth. We, we snuck that in quickly since we were kind of towards the front of the park and then walked over towards guardians. Okay. How long did it take for the callback? for guardians it was just about an hour and a half oh wow it was, it was interesting i was looking at the boarding group availability and it was like the the virtual queue was open well well past one o'clock it was not hard to get like i didn't need to be on at 1 p.m like a psycho you know trying to grab uh, it it was the thing is you never know sometimes you do have to be a psycho you know it's hard to tell. And you would think with a seven out of 10, you know, being what they predicted, right? like it makes me wonder if it really was a seven out of 10. It, it I, might I don't eventually. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That surprises me. And for such a fun and popular ride, I'm surprised that that remained open. But hey, that was great for you. You only had to wait 90 it, minutes. It was great. How long did you wait in the, the actual queue? We, we, not long, maybe 15. Wow. I don't think I've you know, ever which waited. Which is actually nice. Yeah. I don't think I've ever waited less than it, 30. It was not 30. It was probably 15 to get through the, the queue and then into the pre-show. So the slowdown was nice because of all the little exhibits they have and all that. So that was That's good. That's great. That's great. After Guardians, what is your evening looking like? Uh, Guardians was um was rough on me i will just say motion sickness is something that's a problem for me and i did take some dramamine um it didn't help as much as i would have liked it to um but i recovered bounced back um my sister had a blast on it so that was good um we went over to the land and we got a soaring lightning lane um and that was a, a 25 minute standby wait but we walked right to the sorting area so that was convenient and good to have that lightning lane Road living with the land, walked over towards the Imagination Pavilion, saw Pooh on his little grassy knoll, and that was fun to get a few pictures with him. Um, Figment was a walk on, of course. This was right. This was like two days before the um, his meet and greet started, where it was like a five hour wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we missed seeing him, but we, you know, we didn't have a long queue to get into Figment. Okay, as a you, you said you were probably a nine out of ten on like the Disney crazy fanatic person scale would you have mm -hmm. waited a crazy amount of time for figment i i would i don't think so on this trip and we didn't we could have we were there the day of his first you know meeting but we just you know i wouldn't have didn't want to give away my park day yeah for, no for i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't have either <laughs> he is a favorite though i'm also up there on the scale i also love figment i would not have yeah waited four i hours. the age where i got to ride the original, you know, and right, I still have right. my, when I was 12 year old, you know, original purple figment. So it's stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did under the seas. Um, what was a walk on looked at the aquarium. And then we had our reservation for space 220. Okay. Are you doing which, the lounge or the dining room? 
we did the lounge and I got this reservation using the add more magic uh, website, which I learned about from one of your previous podcasts. Yeah, I still um, haven't yes. had an opportunity where I've needed to use it, but it sounds like it worked well for you. So talk to me about how that website worked for you. Yes, um, it was an interesting experience. Um, so you go on the website, you pay $3 per person per reservation if they secure the reservation. So you're not out any money. There's nothing you're paying in advance, which is nice. You go in, you choose your restaurants, your dates, your times you're looking for, and you let them do the work. So what I did is a few days before our advanced dining reservation window opened up is I went in, set up what I wanted to find, and then assumed that you know when my window opened that Add More Magic would get to work for me um, finding reservations. So the day of my advanced dining reservation window opening up, I sleep in. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. You know, I sleep yeah. in. And, um, but then I expect to open up my email to find some notifications that I've had reservations secured, but there was nothing. And I only slept in an hour. So I woke up at 7 a.m. So I didn't miss, miss it by much, but I was like, geez, they got nothing. So I go onto the Disney website. I just choose one of the restaurants I wanted to do the reservations for, which was Oga's Cantina at a, another date. And I was able to grab one um, on my own for the date I wanted. And I thought to myself, well, if I could get this, why didn't Add More Magic get this for me? So then I looked for the other three restaurants that I was looking for reservations for, and they were not available. And I was like, darn it. So I'll just go and add more magic, I'll cancel the request to find Oga's because I was already able to get that and let it work to try to get the other three. Um, so I just kind of stood back and let it happen. And I got a, a few days, I got a notification that they found the Space 220 reservation that I wanted. So that was that was great. Yeah, I mean, it's great that they got it. It's interesting that you had Oga's, like yeah. you had signed up for Oga's and it didn't grab anything. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, well, I don't have full trust in this site. <laughs> so I'm going to just touch base on my own on the Disney website and look, because I had two more. I had Boma and Homecoming I was looking for. So a few days later, hearing nothing from Admore Magic, I go on the Disney site. I look for Boma on the day and time I want, and I could find it. And I was like, okay, I'll grab Boma. So I grabbed Boma myself, canceled it from Admore Magic and let it just continue working to hopefully find me that last reservation at homecoming, which it did a few days later. So it was kind of a combination of me doing some work and Add More Magic doing some work. And I, I have to believe that if I had just not been so concerned about getting these reservations, it probably would have found them for me. But I'm glad I did kind of take some ownership too. Well, and you saved yourself a few bucks. <laughs> I did. I saved you know, $24 you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how it works, how often it pulls reservations. I mean, clearly what it got for you were some more challenging yeah. reservations. So it does work. Absolutely. I, I would use it again, Julie. I would definitely use it again, but I don't think I would abdicate all responsibility. You got it. And you're on your way now to back, yes. back to where we were. You're on your way now to Space 220 Lounge. So had you ever been there before? No, neither of us had. So this was a 
new experience for both of us. Okay. Well, what did you, what did you think of the experience, the, the food, the whole thing? We liked it. it we, the novelty of riding that Stellavator and watching that big window of outdoor space and um, the service was very good. Um, we got a few nibbles. We got the uh, cauliflower and calamari. And if we each got a drink that we liked, um, we weren't there for more than an hour. So that was good. I didn't want it to take up a ton of time. And we didn't need a full meal because we wanted to do more food and wine booths as our as our dinner. <laughs> and and But the experience was nice. I'm glad I did it. I don't think I'd need to do it again, but I certainly am glad that I did it. That is like what everybody says. That is what everybody says yeah. about that restaurant. It's fun. It's cute. It's it's a cool experience. I wouldn't necessarily do it again. It's I think every single person I've talked to and that was my own feeling on it too where I enjoyed yeah. it. I did it. Right. I'm done. I'm good. Right. <laughs> As a once, you know, one time, once in a lifetime trip or whatever, go for it. Yeah. Maybe not something you repeat. Correct. <laughs> but it's a nice novelty. After Space 220, then what are your what are your plans? You've already done we so many rides. A, yeah, we had um, a lightning lane for test track, and we were very late. I'm normally not, I'm definitely not the kind of guest who is going to not show up for my lightning lanes. But we just couldn't modify it to make it later, and couldn't fit it in. So I went to the cast member before I, you know, badged in and just said, um, we are very late. I'm very sorry. She's like, no problem. Just, you know, just badge in. And, and she was very sweet. And I gave her some pixie dust. We, um, my sister and I had made small, like cast gifts to hand out during our trip. Um, little cards that said, um, you are the magic. And then little phrases like, thank you for helping us. You've been a lifesaver. And I taped some lifesavers to the back or, or thank you for being so sweet to us. And some sweet tarts were taped to the back and we laminated them. So the cards could be, you know, kept by the cast member. And I, that was one time I, I just kind of passed that out because I think she was very sweet to let us, you know, let so us nice through. I know it's not a huge um, deal that she did that, but it was just kind. Yeah. She also didn't have to. So yeah, no. it was very nice that she did it. Very nice of you to recognize cast members who I think get a lot of grief these days. No one knows how to behave Agreed. anymore. I think after we all lived in our houses for a year and a half, we all forgot how to be people out in society. <laughs> so, yeah. and they are dealing with the brunt of that. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And passing out these little tokens were were probably was probably the highlight of the trip for me. Oh, just seeing the reactions of some of the cast members um, was very heartwarming. Like they, it, it almost is like you could tell that it meant a lot to them just to be recognized. And I had read that, um, that people who tend to give these little gifts out um, don't necessarily focus on custodial transportation and security cast members. So that was, those were the groups I tried to not to, I tried to remember oh, when we were kind that's of distributing our little Good to things. know. I didn't know that. And I, cause I've definitely had people tell me they've done similar things. What were the groups again? Custodial, who else? Custodial, transportation and security. Okay. That, oh, that's good to know. Right. So there were times for, like we were in Germany um, earlier on this day when grabbing a, 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 you know, a drink and I, um, saw a custodial member who just was working so hard to keep 
everything clean and it was just so hot and I just thought she could probably use a little pick me up so I just passed one of these to her I didn't even have an interaction with her but I just wanted her to know that she was seen and appreciated and it you could tell it meant a lot to her that's so sweet of you to do that and it gives her a little sugar boost right (laughs) um okay after test track then where are you guys going Then we went to the fry basket booth to get a fry flight and some pickle fries, uh, lots of fries. (laughs) And we we really enjoyed that. That was a nice indulgence. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a group performing at one of the Eat to the Beat concerts, um, a group called Foreigner's Journey that plays covers of foreigner songs and journey songs. And uh, I heard they were were great. So we wandered over there to... um, to see them. They were fantastic. Uh, Then fireworks were coming up. So we just kind of stayed by France. There was not many people in that area of the park, but it was a good spot for watching the fireworks, um, Epcot Forever. And after that, we jumped into a friendship boat and headed back to the, the dolphin. Made your way back to the dolphin. A successful first day. I got to say, I wasn't expecting so much on day one because it was a travel day, but you guys really nailed it. (laughs) I have some stats. We walked about 9.7 miles. Wow. um, Nine attractions. Four of those were lightning lanes, and we had one virtual queue. Excellent work for a travel day. Yeah. And I just wanted to note that the Guardian's individual lightning lanes that you could purchase were available well into the evening, like late into the evening. So on our day, someone could have, you know, rode twice, perhaps, if they wanted to get the virtual queue and then the individual lightning lane and, and not had a problem with that. Yeah, that's it. I it really it makes me think that crowds were even lower than than what was um, yeah. predicted. Even it's it's so hard to say because I'm not there enough probably to know what's a light or heavy crowd. It felt very people-y, but it is the week after Labor Day. So we were expecting really low crowds, but the crowds were larger than we were expecting. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Let's talk about your next park day then or your next day. So where are you guys headed on day two? Day two, we are going to Magic Kingdom. And then we were going to take a break and then we're going to hop to Hollywood Studios. Okay. Are you guys rope drop people? We are normally rope drop people. And this is the only day that we technically rope dropped. Um, We wanted to get there real early because this was a party day for Mickey's Not So Scary. It wasn't a day we were going to be attending the party, but we knew that on any party day, it's has lower the park has lower crowds and my sister had kind of picked that up on social media so she's like let's make sure we go to magic kingdom on you know this particular day okay so you guys are rope dropping are you using genie plus we are using genie plus Uh, this was a 20 dollar purchase because i went ahead into the multi-park option. Okay. You know, you're going to be hopping later. So multi-park. All right. So talk to me about your genie plus strategy for the morning. And then, you know, your, your rope drop plans at magic kingdom. So I grabbed a virtual queue for Tron and got boarding group seven 
Wow. Which is I don't think I've ever gotten that low. That's great. (laughs) I was shocked. So I knew we'd be riding it early and I was a little disappointed in some ways because I thought this is going to happen during rope drop and I don't want to, I don't want to miss the opportunity to ride other rides while I'm waiting in the queue for, you know, for, for Tron, but, but I was okay with it. The plus is though, if you get there early, you don't get any of the like stragglers coming in later. Hopefully the standby that you ended up being in was a little bit shorter. It was a walk on Julie. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) So you're, you're, you're right. You speak the truth. Yeah. And these, and again, like these, it's telling me that crowds are low still. So everything points to low crowds, you know, it's a number seven boarding group and, and a a walk on in the morning. Yes. And we had good, good luck at the whole day at Magic Kingdom. Um, Sherry grabbed a slinky dog, like slinky dog lightning lane um, for Hollywood Studios because we knew we weren't going there until the evening, but and we knew those would disappear probably. Um, so we grabbed it, which of course then initiates that you know two hour kind of roll, but it's it's fine. Um, was the time the return time for Slinky later in the day, or were you re- refreshing? It was the day? constant modification. Okay. She had to modify it quite a few times. So you probably get could it. have gotten something else and then gone back later. But I, I get why you did it that way. I do because Slinky Dog at times can sell out very quickly, you know, before you it get can. the opportunity. But to your point, given how low the crowds were, it might not have, you know. Well, you didn't you didn't know at the time. You were playing no. it safe. No, she my sister really wanted to ride it at in the evening when it was dark. So our priority was to just kind of make that happen get the time and then we kept modifying it okay so talk to me about your your plans at magic kingdom then since you're rope dropping yeah our plan was to not use very many lightning lanes or gd plus at magic kingdom because we didn't think we'd need to since the park attendance was predicted to be pretty low since it was a party day um so that was our plan Um, we ended up walking from dolphin over to the boardwalk to get a bus to Magic Kingdom, um, as you move. might know. Smart move. Yes. Explain yeah. why you did that. Yeah. We did that because the bus transportation from Dolphin would then drop us at the Ticket and Transportation Center, which then would mean, of course, the, the, the ferry boat or the monorail to Magic Kingdom, just adding a bit of time to our you know commute. And the walk is not long. Yes. So if you're staying in a non-Disney resort, you still get the bus transportation, but they don't drop you off in the same places. So like Animal Kingdom, you're like in the parking lot. You know, it's just like a weird drop off in the parking lot. Magic Kingdom, it's ticket and transportation center. So it, it, it might take a little bit of finagling. So often it's easier to walk to boardwalk. And then just yes. go direct, and especially with Magic Kingdom, because you want to be right where those buses are. That's, you know, the, yep. the best drop-off spot. So <laughs> so smart move uh, on your part. Yeah. And we had good luck with that. the buses from Boardwalk. They were maybe never waited more than 10 minutes, and it was uh, not a problem. All right. So, so where did you guys head when you got into the parks? Yeah, we arrived around 7.40 um, for early entry, which started at 8.30 took a few pictures in front of the castle, went directly to the um, the holding area for everyone who was rope dropping Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. <laughs> and at that point, there were only like eight rows of people in front of us. 
so we were close to the front of the pack, right, of the rope drop group. And then when they opened the park, we went right to Seven Dwarfs Mine Trains, walked right through the queue, got right up to the sorting area, and we noticed the trains weren't running. Uh-oh. And we're like, don't tell me we have, like, gone to this queue and committed to it, and we're not going to we're going to waste our time, right? Our rope drop time. But luckily about 10 minutes later, the train started running. We got on around 845. So not too much time lost, but, you know, I was hoping to to get on and off a little bit quicker than we Yeah, did. that's a relief when something like that, I've had stuff like that happen. When something like that happens with only 30 minutes for early entry, yeah. you've wasted early entry. And it's such a bummer when that happens. Right? You're like, well, great. Now I can't. I can't, you know, change plans and go to Peter Pan or Space Mountain or whatever. You're just kind of stuck and and hoping for the best. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, because it really could have gone the other way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And while we're on Seven Dwarfs, our Tron Lightning Lane gets called, (laughs) our virtual queue gets called, um, because of course we're Group 7. So, but I really wanted to fit, you know, a few more rides in because we have an hour to get called back. So we um, really wanted to get on Space Mountain first, but it was down. So that was off the table. That's my sister's favorite ride. Um, and so we had our eye on that. Um, instead, we went to Winnie the Pooh. Um, standby was 25 minutes at that point already, but it only took us about 10. Um, I mobile ordered some tots with gravy <laughs> at Fire's Nook while we're on the line for Pooh and then grab those and kind of ate them as we walked over towards Tomorrowland. Um, we went to Buzz Lightyear um, Space Ranger Spin before heading into Tron and just trying to get that off our list. So you kind of like worked some rides on your path to Tron, <laughs> just yes. worked in a few rides. A few rides. Um, and then we walked on Tron. I was really worried about um, motion sickness. Um, given my previously brief days experience on, on guardians um and so i talked to the cast member who was sorting us because i had heard that sitting in the middle of the of the train might be better for people who are prone to motion sickness and he agreed but he actually told me you know sit in late in car four because the imagineers when they designed the ride and the story unfolding they designed it to unfold around car four. Oh, so wow. the timing is just when f- car four hits, the story kind of happens. So not only is it good for motion sickness control, but also you see the story well from that. I had angle. never heard that. That's really cool. I hadn't either. So gave him my some pixie dust yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a cast compliment on on the, the app because I know that means a lot, a lot to them. So we love Tron. I have to tell you, it was the highlight. One of the highlights of my trip was riding Tron. I had low expectations because I heard people say, you know, it's super short, it's uncomfortable. And it was those things, <laughs> but it also <laughs> was thrilling. And it was the perfect length of a coaster for someone like me who, who does have a little bit of a um, tendency to getting sick. And it was so smooth. I had zero feelings of motion sickness, like truly zero. I loved it. Very, very smooth. I think a lot of the criticisms, 
are just Disney fans are used to everything being so above and beyond. And not that Tron is not like I'm not saying it's not above and beyond, but You know, the previous new ride was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is unlike anything else. So I think Disney fans are like, well, this is, you know, there's already this ride in, you know, another park. And and it's just and so I think we're just we're so used to like everything's brand new and different and innovative. And and so it's it's easy to be a little jaded or a little harsh. And I, yeah. I agree with you. It's not when I'm like, oh, it's not my favorite ride that I'm not trying to take away from it. It's a great ride. It is a really, really great ride. We're just used to so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get over it. I, I completely get that. I, I feel like it was made for me, though, almost in some ways. It's just perfect amount of thrill and theming and and length. So I I was I was my my expectations were uh, low and they were definitely exceeded oh i love it i love it all right so it's still super early you guys just walked on tron i know so where 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 are you going then so we hope to get on space at this point because you know we're right there but it was still down so my sister's second favorite ride is the People Mover. Ah, then you get to see the lights on in space mountain when you go which is also really cool that was the thought. We're like, let's go see what we're dealing with. So we get on the <laughs> okay. people mover. It was a walk on. And we go through, you know, the Space Mountain section. And I've been before when the lights had been on. And this time it 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 seemed like especially down. Like like there were there were weird sounds and it was like dimly lit, not very lit. Like it just seemed broken like a work light is on or something in there yeah like we looked at each other and we thought this is not good like (laughs) we could tell it was not we're anywhere near ready to open so we kind of decided to to move on you know from there okay so scratch (laughs) space mountain you've you've done your research now by getting on the people mover we've scratched space mountain off so what's your plan b then for the rest of the morning yeah, we decided to leave Tomorrowland, went over to Adventureland. We got to Thunder Mountain at 1030. Um, no lightning lane. Um, we just walked right through maybe a five-minute wait. Not bad. Then we walked on Pirates. So again, the wait times were super low. Um, mobile order, Pecos Spill, get some lunch. Um, it was it was nice, Uh uh, comfortable a- AC. The food was fine. Um, at that point, we could grab another lightning lane. I grabbed Peter Pan and then modified it. I could get, it was like for right now. You got, you grabbed a lightning lane for Peter Pan with immediate return. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's low crowd stuff. <laughs> it was very low. Like looking at the, the app, I mean, everything was low. It was, but it was nice to be able to to go to get that lightning lane because the standby wait was like 45 minutes. So, but the lightning lanes were available. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. If we're going to do <laughs> lightning lane. <laughs> okay. So we're just knocking them out here. Very we quickly. Are, we, we tried to fit in Haunted Mansion on our way over to Peter Pan. But when we got there, the standby line and the lightning lane 
line were just stalled. Like they, and then the the wait time started ticking up on the so board. So you know and something's, like, something's up, yes. So we moved, went to Peter Pan. Our Lightning Lane was open at that point, and then after tapping into Peter Pan, I got a Lightning Lane for Enchanted Tales with Belle. Okay, <laughs> which probably didn't need a Lightning Lane for, but. Beauty and the Beast is my sister's favorite Disney movie, and Belle is her favorite princess. She had never done this. I had never done it, but I'd heard good things, and I just wanted to make sure we could, you know, get in and and get out. I was a guest on a different podcast last week, and I was just joking with somebody because it was an adult man who would, like, do Enchanted Tales with Belle by himself. And I was, like, joking about, like, adults doing that one without children present <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like no judgment but we were just kind of joking about it so it's what was your take as like two adult women no no little people how was yep. it Julie it was a highlight of the okay trip. okay it was I think for me it was a matter of being able to sit back and watch like Disney magic happening for 20 minutes even if it wasn't necessarily happening to you it was happening to other people and it was magical. It was just very touching. And I told my sister that I had heard there was, you know, audience participation. She had no idea what this was about. She didn't know if it was a show, a movie, what it was. So we get in there and they start, you know, asking for volunteers and, and she, she got a role. She was Maurice Bell's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and so she got to be part of the show and she had a blast and she got to meet Belle and get her pictures taken with Belle. <laughs> and it was just, we kept making eyes at each other because we're sitting different differently because she's with the cast and I'm with the audience. Right. And we just, it was sweet. She had blast and it was so fun to see her do that. I and, don't think I've ever seen an adult chosen for that show. Were, were there kids who were like, hey, was she like no, knocking were, kids over, like pushing no, her way up? <laughs> there were several adults chosen. Um, I want to say there were five or six of us. Um, I was not. Maybe I've just been in the wrong performances or, you know. Right. <laughs> but it was a highlight. It was just very sweet. It's such a unique um, attraction. There's nothing else like it. It's like a, a show, but also a meet and greet. And so if you have a child or you're an adult who wants to meet Belle, um, it's it's the place to be. I will say a word of warning, though. There is no guarantee that you will meet Belle um, and yeah. kids will be turned away as well. Yeah. The people who got parts who were like actual performers, they they met Belle. Yes. OK, so that was a win. <laughs> that was a win. <laughs> that was a win. So where are you guys going after that? So we did squeeze in Mickey's Magic as well. Um, we we had not, I had not seen the updated version of that movie, and my sister had never seen it. So that was fun. Um, and then we left the park around 1245 and took the bus back to Boardwalk. Okay, so we're taking a break. Um, yep. And then afternoon, you guys are, what time are you heading over to Hollywood Studios? We are going to try to head over there around four-ish. Um, wanted to take a few hours to kind of rest it was getting a little stormy so we just kind of started stacking um by the time we got to hollywood studios around four we had stacked three lightning lanes we had slinky 
we had Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and we had Tower of Terror. Okay. All right. So you guys are ready to go then. You got a, yep. a game plan. And when you have three stacked, it's great because you can scan in and keep grabbing yeah. them after that. Exactly. So, all right. So around four o'clock, are you guys walking over? Are you taking a boat? How are you getting to Hollywood Studios? We intended to take the boat simply to save our feet a bit, a bit um, but we just missed one. So we're like, let's just walk. So it's a it's a full mile. It's a 20 minute mile long walk, which which was fine, but it was another good number of steps. <laughs> and and as we're walking right, you know, right into Hollywood Studios, a bus is docking, or I'm sorry, a, a boat is docking. So we did not save time by walking. Um, but you know, it was it was a nice walk. You save your feet, you don't <laughs> save time. So what time are your lightning lanes for? Are you just, are you going straight for lightning lanes or are you, do you have other, you know, plans? Yeah, when you first we get have there? Mickey and Minnie for right about when we walked into the park, but it was down. Like we went through the gates and my sister's like, uh oh, we got a notification. <laughs> so we got a redemption and I thought we'll just hold on to that um, for later. But I also noticed it was good for Tower of Terror too which surprised me because I thought this redemption wouldn't be good for certain high, you know, high priority or high tier rides, but, but it was. So I thought, well, maybe we ride Tower of Terror twice. Because <laughs> that's, our, that's our favorite ride in this, in this park. Um, so we held on to it. Um, and I ended up getting another lightning lane for Mickey's and Minnie's. So we went, cause it did come back up. So we had this redemption just kind of happening. Perfect. All right. So it worked out. Yep. You got a, a a double Tower of Terror, essentially. And you were able to grab Mickey and Minnie's for a later time once it was up and running again. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, walk me we, through your afternoon then. Yeah, we wanted to have a snack. So went to Baseline Tap House, got the charcuterie board and the Bavarian pretzel and some cocktails. Uh, really enjoyed that. That was a nice break and different food than what we typically find in a in a you know theme park so it was a, a good a good stop for us mm -hmm. yeah we did the beauty and the beast live show my sister had never seen that so we walked in 15 minutes before the show and had no problem getting a seat kind of in the lower section um but it did start to fill up when the when the show started it was nearly full it was the last show of the day um then we had our tower of Terror Lightning Lanes, and we had Lightning Lanes for Toy Story Mania. So we did those. Um, after Toy Story Mania, we went to ABC Commissary just to get chicken, buffalo chicken sandwich. You know, it was enough to tide us over, and it was quick, which is our priority here. <laughs> um, did a Mickey and Minnie Lightning Lane. It was really backed up because it had been closed so much. So we waited 20 minutes, which was probably our longest lightning line wait of the trip. But, you know, not, nothing to complain about. We got on and enjoyed it. The pre-show was down. Um, that might have been the part of the technical problems. They just had us walk. They didn't play the pre-show. We just kind of walked through. And um, we had an Ogus Cantina reservation. And it wasn't until 9.20. The plan was to go to Fantasmic and then go to Oga's, but we were honestly just pretty tired and, and frazzled at this point. Um, so I went over to Oga's and just asked 
if they could seat us any earlier than 920. Um, and we decided we were going to pass on Fantasmic. And they were able to seat us a little early, maybe 20 minutes early, um, which was appreciated. One thing that I found interesting is when I checked in, asked me if I had any seating requirements. And I said no. And I, then I really wasn't sure what they meant, um, <laughs> which which was fine. Had you ever been to Oga's before? I had never been to Oga's. Well, you'll find out then, I assume, when you walked in what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen video, but it didn't process to me that, like, the majority of the seating is really standing. <laughs> but luckily, even though I had said we had no seating requirements, they did give us a table and seats. So we were seated with another group. I was just going to ask, were there other people with you? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little awkward because there was the two of us and then like a party of eight. (laughs) So (laughs) I wish that they would make that a little more clear. Yeah. Right before they brought us in, they told us it was a shared experience (laughs) and that we would be sitting with other people. So as you're walking in, they tell you. Yeah. As you're walking in and have been waiting for 30 minutes. Right. Um, I'm just really glad we got seats because I tell you, Julie, if we were given a standing area, I don't know if we would have stayed. I mean, it was just, we were, our feet were done. I've never once gotten a seat when I've been there. I stand at the bar every single time. Every time wow. I've been there, I've, I've stood at the bar. So you'll have to tell me how the seats were because I have no idea. <laughs> they were little, yeah, they were little stools. And, it, you know, you feel kind of low, and it, it, you, but you had a place to rest your feet. And we could get up and walk around, and we did that. It was like Space 220 in that I'm glad we did it and we had the experience and got to see the, the uh, animatronics and hear the music. Um, we got fuzzy tauntauns because it just felt like that was the you know thing you do <laughs> and, uh, and enjoyed it. But again, I don't think we go back. Did you like the fuzzy tauntaun? I did like it. It was an odd sensation having the numbness of your lips and mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Okay, so similar to Space 220, you're like, cool. I've done it. Yeah. Don't need to do it again. I don't think so, but I am glad we did it. So after this, when you leave, is the park closed at this point when you left? It is. It was around 945. The park closed at nine. Um, so we took our time walking out of Batu, just taking some pictures, enjoying an empty park at night. The um, the weather this night, their front had come through and the, and the temperatures cooled down a bit and it was just it was nice to see the park in that you know low crowd situation and and cool weather situation (laughs) yeah and we were told the last friendship boat was going to leave at 10 so we didn't take too much time (laughs) getting out of the park we didn't want want to walk a mile back (laughs) (laughs) i would have pulled up my uber my uber app at that point (laughs) Uh, but yeah this is another long day we walked about 10 and a half miles this was my sister's favorite day of the trip so it was it was a full fun day well she got double beauty and the beast you said that was her favorite right yeah so she got beauty and the beast at two different parks she did great she had a lot of fun good for her all right day three day three was animal kingdom in the morning and magic kingdom at night okay are you doing genie plus 
Yes, this was what I call my treat yourself day. Oh, I like that. Okay, tell me more. We bought the multi park Genie Plus, which was twenty dollars. I bought at, at seven a.m. I got an individual Lightning Lane to ride Tron at night. I really wanted to ride it at night. That's another twenty dollars. I then bought an individual Lightning Lane to ride Flight of Passage, which was fourteen dollars. So we're talking an extra $54 per person, you know, to, on top of the normal, you know, park ticket for this day, which is, I know is not feasible or doable. At the end of the day, we'll see if you felt it was, it was worth it. Once we get through your day, you can tell us whether Mm -hmm. or not all of these, these extra nickel and dime, you know, uh, up, up charges were worth it. I think I'll definitely talk about that. I think that for me, my motivation going into this day was that we come so infrequently and I had, I really didn't want us to be waiting in line and wasting our park time in line. That was very important to me to lower the time. Yeah. It's what's, what's the value of your time is that's what you were looking at. That, that answer is different for everybody. Exactly. And when it comes down to it, when you're only spending like $2.60 per ride on, on Lightning Lane. Oh, we're you, doing you like know, the full math here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it, it starts to feel more reachable and, and, and not as much of an extravagance. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good place to stop for part one. Stay tuned. Part two is coming up next. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, there's a link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail message. Otherwise, hop over to part two and I will see you guys in the parks.